0: Brandal Shanks, The Introductory Cat by B.S. Eliot. Thank you all for joining us on our pod about the cats. Before we get on with the show, a little tit for cat. Next week there won't be a new pod, thanks to Christmas and that cursed god. But join us both on Christmas Eve for a Twitch show that you won't believe about the Yippee ki Yay Exclaimer i.e. Die Hard with Andrew Falkenhayner at 8 p.m. in PST, twitch.tv slash packtheater, you see. Our theme for the week by the B69s. If you find them on Bandcamp, that would be fines. We recorded this show back in July. The world has changed for you and I. Hey, also this Christmas, please do not go home as dark visions of skimbleshanks dance in your dome. Is it a horrible nightmare or a beautiful dream? So enjoy our pod about cats. <coughs> Are you blind when you're born? Can you see in the dark? Can you look at a king? Would
1: you sit on his throne? Can you say of your bite that it's worse than your bark? Are you cock of the walk when you're walking alone?
0: Last we see each other plain cat of the rails, you'll wear a different chair. Hi, everybody. Uh, I can't this even, is, even I think interrupt be...
2: your bit because when we clapped for the start of the show, it scared the big man and he got so startled and it was so funny. And now I'm trying to get him to lie back down again.
1: Aww. He's Boneless Boy the Scaredy Cat? Boneless Boy is the scaredy cat.
0: Yes, uh, man, we've we're already on a delightful tangent, and this is already this is so fun already. Hi, everybody, <laughs> welcome to I think you'd be into it, the podcast about your pur- problematic faves. Wow, uh, fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> it's going to be that kind of show already. Um, and speaking of that kind of show, our guest today to talk about Cats 2019 and all other aspects of the Cats uh, cinematic universe. Uh, <laughs> some some would call him the monk Strap of this podcast, but I would just call him Alex Facella. Alex, welcome back.
1: Hi. Oh, you also, that's my favorite cat. My monk Strap is my favorite one. Also, can we appreciate that both times I've been on this podcast have been the confrontation from Les Mis jokes? Oh, is that what I did the last time? I'm sure it was. Uh, I. By the way, I'm here for it. I'm not saying that as a complaint. I just want to acknowledge it.
0: It's going to get to the point where I I open every episode with a hastily conceived parody of The Confrontation from Les Mis about our, our topic for the week. Monsieur
1: Walter White,
0: you, <laughs> you cook a different strain. Monsieur Draper, you are a madman.
2: <laughs> this episode is going to be a piece of evidence in our divorce hearing. Ah!
0: It won't be the first, and nor shall it be the last. <laughs> because your lawyer will be a pirate. I don't... Uh, <laughs> our lawyer will be uh, the the Odin voiceover from the Norway ride ah, at Epcot. Okay. I wasn't quite sure um, what accent was. N- you know, neither was I, and neither was the voice actor who performed that part. Um, no,
2: That was okay. We're not going to get into that.
0: No, go on. Let's let's go. <laughs>
2: You can't do accents, like that's what it boils down to. Yeah.
0: No, I super duper can't. I do. I insist on doing them. Yes. Can I do them well at all? No. Has that stopped me literally ever in my life? Nope.
1: Absolutely not. At some point in this podcast, Brandon's going to ascend to the dunk zone, like it's
0: in a hot air balloon. <laughs> I'll just be, I'll, I'll just be like supersonic. I'll turn gold and just start throwing dunks and flying around. Yes but you
1: all the cats have to vote that you get sent there is my point it's a
0: that that is that is yeah. true uh, the cats will have to vote on who gets all of the chaos emeralds wow this is already becoming like a byzantine level of jokes on jokes and we're 4 minutes in uh awesome so yeah our our topic today is uh cats the beloved uh among some circles and be hated among others uh musical by Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. It is also, uh, based it is
1: also on the, but tolerated.
0: Oh, yeah, fair. In um, circles. And based off of the book Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats by uh, T.S. Eliot. I'm not sure if he was a sir or not, but he, he might have been. I don't um, think he was. Yeah, no, prob- probably not. He Which was is American. American. Oh, then T.S. Eliot sounds like an English name, though. I mean, technically, um,
2: he's listed as an American-British poet. Born in St. Louis, Missouri. He moved to England in 1914 at the age of 25 and went on to settle, work, and marry there. But he is American.
0: Okay. And give, and he gave birth to a wonderful litter of cats there. <laughs> Practical cats. Um, but, but before we get into these... Uh, oh, fuck. What is what is her definition of it? Uh, a, 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 before we get into these dear little cats, um, we're going to have to get into the things we're into this week who wants to go first because i sure as shit don't <laughs> i do yay go
1: i'm this week into all things McElroy brothers i after lin-manuel was on their podcast again to promote hamilton on disney plus i've been pulling down a rabbit hole of animatics monster factories um,
0: monsters factory
1: ah uh, yes i i should have um researched that before coming on what a fool i was but yeah, you I should get, have. I really... I, it's like non... Like, I watch them when I eat dinner, and I listen to them on walks, and I just... They're 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 in my head all the time, and I'm not complaining.
2: Brandon was watching one of Justin's new just, like, woodworking videos the other day. Yeah, which was
0: how to... F- it was a video he released uh, on how to fake an interest in woodworking.
2: <laughs> now
1: it's time to fake an interest in woodworking.
0: Yeah. I, I, I think we're a couple years past the sort of... Uh, zenith of the McElroy phenomenon. Yeah. Um, like a lot of these sort of very ancillary things like things I bought at Sheets, uh, and some of Travis's four million podcasts that he did twelve episodes of. Um that were now I think I think we've reached like a good level of McElroy content out in the world.
2: hmm Yeah. Well they've condensed it all to a website, so
0: That's true. That is true. Um, of, of the current McElroy, uh, family of products, what, what is your favorite show?
1: Um, I'm, Mabimbam bam is the one I come back to. Uh, like I said, my favorite thing is to watch those animatics people drop. My favorite one particularly is the one where they talk about, uh, Tim Cook becoming the dancer for Limp Biscuit and just them saying, guys, this tape fucking melts, just gets me so much. Uh, I'm also very partial to Monster Factory.
0: Oh, Monster Factory is uh, is oh, very good.
1: Just watching Griffin realize you could make an asymmetrical face in Dark Souls and then, like, kind of changing the game for him. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That, that,
0: that, that was the thing that I think a lot of their kind of early video work and early Adventure Zone stuff had that has sort of fallen to the wayside a little bit um, was just this feeling of just pure, like wonder at at how badly they could break a video game
2: mm-hmm.
0: that like is a little de rigueur now but like when when you
2: Ooh, i don't know they're pretty deep into breaking dark souls again right now
0: that's that's true but th- this is uh, this is one of those ones where like they're going real out of bounds to break it because like it had gotten to the point where it felt like their surprise at some of the features in some of those games was a little bit played up but like you can tell when they're actually like just tickled at what they can do to one of you know Todd Howard's beautiful creations
2: I will give you Justin has one of the most joyful contagious laughs when you have truly caught him off guard Yep, (laughs) and it is very funny to me when you can tell that he just truly someone has just truly caught Justin off guard and he just loses it
0: oh yeah it's it's so good.
2: Plus the brother thing, which I don't have any siblings, but I, I understand this with, you know, best friends or whatever, where, where one of them says something and then you start laughing, but as you're laughing, the first thing you say is, fuck you, you piece of shit.
0: <laughs> yep. Very much like the We just watched uh, the first episode of Floor is Lava and the middle set of contestants are these three uh, triplet brothers who are just these, like, triplet bros triplet bros yeah the, like hardcore capital b bros um all wearing identical uh american flag outfits just fucking with each other for the entirety of this game and it's a delight love it they they're honestly like the jock McElroys. oh wow the jock macroys yeah the jock macroys
2: is that what you're into this week then brandon since you just watched one episode of it before this
0: uh no, um I actually I, I, I know what I'm into this week, but uh just give me 1 second. I got to check the weather for the day real quick. Okay. Oh, on. fuck let me, you. Let me just uh let I, me just go check Let me just go check the I'll weather. Hold my on. Off. I can't, can't I can't them. I can't Hold on. We, we won't be able to hear the weather.
3: We won't be, hear, be able to hear the weather. Shh. Thank you so much. Good morning. It's December 20, 2020, and it's a Sunday. Here in LA. Another clear morning with a good breeze blowing around 48 degrees Fahrenheit, nine Celsius. This morning, I was thinking about a film, It's a Gift, starring W.C. Fields. I love this film. Your comedy is very subjective, but, I've always loved W.C. Fields. I just think he's one of the all-time greats. Should be going up to 78 degrees Fahrenheit this afternoon. It's really warming up here from 48 all the way to 78, around 26 Celsius. And it looks like we're going to be enjoying those beautiful blue skies and golden sunshine all along the way. Everyone, have a great day.
0: I'm talking, of course, about uh, David Lynch's Daily Weather Reports, uh, which he's been doing on YouTube for... Oh, did you
2: just since... realize you can't get the audio to play on the call? Oh,
0: no, I was, I was going to uh, cut it in. Oh. So who's Go laughing here. now?
2: Not Alex, because he didn't know what you were doing.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Is every weather report he does, like, it will be cloudy with an overcast of enigmatic angst? Surprisingly
0: not.
2: No, he's he's just a weird old man who looks out his window and goes, Well, it's, you know, it's July, it's August 1st in, in Los Angeles today, and it's, uh, it's a little cloudy, but it's going to... Burn off and be in the 80s, and I'm like, yeah, because you're up at six in the morning in LA. That's the weather report every fucking day, David Lynch.
0: And then we'll be greeted by those beautiful golden sunshines and California skies.
2: And then he'll just like, like sometimes he'll just like have things in his hands. He'll be like, and, and people who are only uh listening to the audio of this, which is not how YouTube works. <laughs> You may wonder why I'm carrying this jar that I painted. Well, anyway.
0: Well, now, hold, hold on. Before he moved on, he said, Why is it painted like this? What could its purpose hold?
2: And then he doesn't tell you, And also, because he's David Lynch, if he doesn't have to. And again, nobody who is, first off, that's not how YouTube works. And second off, nobody who is listening only to the video is (laughs) even going to know about the jar that he's holding. So they certainly don't have any questions about it.
0: I. I d-
2: there's also another video there's also another video where he <laughs> spends like 10 minutes showing everybody this like custom piece of woodworking he made as a cell phone like stand so that he could slide his cell phone into it and like stand it places to film himself and i was like hi david lynch that exists that's a real thing that's a real thing that exists. And then sure enough, like three quarters, seven eighths of the way in the video, he's like, yeah, you could go to the store and buy one of these. And it's actually pretty great. It does a great job. But uh, I decided to make this one. You see, it's got these little grooves on the sides for the buttons. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm dying. This is my hell.
0: I didn't even show you the one with with his checking stick. I'm not Good. into McElroy's
1: anymore. Now I'm into Beth mm-hmm. angrily recapping David Blinch's weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was—I was gonna say I—I I started this as like an, an earnest appreciation of I—I I, I like what he's doing. I think it's—I think it's fun. I think it's—it's it's charming to have a weird old man and some tell you us his
2: voice. No matter where in the house Brandon watches one of these, I can fucking hear it. Just yeah, carries.
0: Yeah, well, cause—cause he's—he's now Hello, gone full.
2: I'm David Lynch.
0: Yeah, he's well. He's now gone full Gordon Cole, which was his character on Twin Peaks, who was a guy who was hard of hearing. So he yelled all of his lines, but now that's just his voice, and it rules. But like, I, I also, I do find it genuinely amusing how frustrated you get by these by these videos of David Lynch just being a, a boring old normcore man.
2: I don't care that he wants to do it. I care that you think they're interesting. <laughs> I
0: do. Cause it, I don't know. I David Lynch is one of those guys where like I find his whole thing very, very charming. His his films I like, can sometimes take or leave, and I don't I don't even know if he really fully That's part of his uh, whole thing, though. Rocks. Yeah, no, exactly. But like I, I I watched a video the other night called uh, David Lynch being an absolute madman for an un for like a, a very long eight and a half minutes, and it was amazing. It was just like David Lynch sitting on a on a street corner with a cow and a Vote for Laura Dern uh, for the Oscars Billboard or like uh, You know just talking about his Nicknames for Laura Dern which is Tidbit by the way um, Yeah I, I just find him such a Weird like like If David Lynch wasn't famous he'd still be Doing the David Lynch stuff he does And I, I, I find that kind of person Fascinating
2: I stopped listening and started petting this cat
0: That's all right, because it's August 1 here in L.A. It's a balmy 64,000 degrees, which is going to burn off into some sort of acid rain in the Los Angeles summer afternoons. Everyone have a wonderful Arbor Day!
2: Well, it's actually, um... 87 degrees, it's already the middle of the afternoon, it's sunny, and hey everybody, now you know when we recorded this.
0: <laughs> That's what I said, August 1 here in L.A., it's sunny and 78 degrees. 87. which will 87 degrees, which will burn off to give it's us that beautiful long. California already skies sunny. and golden sunshine we going into that. the golden hour in the early evening around 515 Oh, there's my postmate. I have to go. David Lynch, away. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> I hate that this is your new impression.
0: It, Can't it do sure accents, is. but you can do whatever the fuck this is. It sure is, Ramrod. It, my, my David Lynch is very... There's about a hair's width from my David Lynch to just full-on Coach Z. Okay. Should
2: I go? Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: no, I, I really don't think we'll need you here anymore, buddy. Okay, all that being said, podcast over.
2: Uh, Alex, what about you? He already said he was into the McElroys.
0: Oh, right. Beth, what about you?
2: I watched Umbrella Academy season two. It was very good. All right, cool. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> all right, so uh, that, that being said, then, should we uh,
1: get Jellicle?
0: Should we get jellical?
2: Now this is the part where I should go. The
1: voice come up to play.
2: I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to interrupt whatever like deep connection you two are about to make. Also, I really do apologize to our podcast listeners that I've been eating this whole time.
0: <laughs> I'm eating chips. You know, it, this this is a this is a this is a rowdy one. This is a a a, a rumble teaser of an episode. It's gonna be loose. Gonna be uh, a a little bit overstuffed with tangents, like our boy for Jones, or uh... And it might wear down the audience a little bit as if they were Grizabella.
2: <laughs> or just watching the movie Cats.
0: That's true. So, Alex, uh, t- tell tell us of your, your introduction to the wet and wild world of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber and T.S. Eliot's <laughs> Cats.
1: It is both those things, yeah. Um, so, Cats was always a musical I knew existed but never heard. Until the Cats trailer, which was like, oh, whatever this is, don't do that. This is all wrong, Uh, but delightfully so. And then in preparation for said movie, my other podcast, Broadway Baby, did our episode on Cats, which we all had very strong opinions on. Uh, Jay hates it. Kimberly has nostalgia for it. And I'm like, I like it even though I know it's bad. Is was sort of my thing. I'm a Weber guy for the most part. I don't think everything he does is good, but like even the things he does that aren't particularly good, I think are still kinda good.
0: I think even the biggest Andrew Lloyd Weber stands would probably have that same opinion. Exactly. Yeah. I love him, but he he can sometimes just be doing his own thing. The
1: longest running show on Broadway. He can just be doing his
0: thing. Several of the longest running shows. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um and then uh, I saw the movie before I saw Star Wars just by odd chance. <laughs> and um, and uh, you know what? I, I We all went, everyone in the theater community kind of had the same sort of attitude toward the Cats movie from the people I talked to, which was, you know what, the trailer looked like a dumpster fire. It's probably going to be bad, but just like the way Justice League was bad where it's just like, oh, it's kind of bad, but not bad enough to be really fun. And then I went in and the second I got out, I texted everyone who I knew had thought about it. It's a Jellicle dumpster fire. Who wants to come see it with me again? And I got mm, one person. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, man, Beautiful. the Uncanny Valley has never been so beautifully jumped into
2: <laughs> As Head it first. was with the descri- with the design of Idris Elba's character,
0: Uh yes, the one cat who somehow managed to be fully nude. The, yeah, the the weird thing about Idris Elba's character, and we'll get into
1: we'll, once we get into my theory that cats has four choices that make it a, a, that are good choices that just make every other choice the more baffling. When he's got the hat and the coat on, he looks not only fine, but he looks cool. And then he takes off his costume and you're like, uh, Idris Elba did a, like a, the fly with a bratwurst and now (laughs) this thing,
0: that is just a nude man.
1: Yes. And he looked fine before that, but they, it's, it's four
0: choices and they just make every other choice seem fucking weirder. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's let's hear them. Let's hear what 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 are the what are these four choices that made that made cats? I'm I'm assuming we're talking about cats 2019. Oh, of course. Of course we are. We're talking about cats
2: 2019. You know, the last thing that came out before the end of the fucking world. Mm.
0: That's true. Well, no, Sonic the Hedgehog did.
2: Yeah, but it didn't do nearly as much damage to my psyche. Yeah,
0: that's that's Um, true. I I did
2: see Sonic in theaters and I did not see this until you made me watch it like two weeks into quarantine
0: that is true yeah Beth made the mistake of like saying oh yeah we can watch a movie any what you want and you can pick it <laughs> that' was your first and last mistake mm-hmm. well that's
2: because I'm a nice wife and he was brutally depressed and he likes movies
0: and it was off of the divorce
2: no I knew it was coming
0: and, and I I, I appreciate I appreciated the gesture but I, I I had to give it at least two days before I I fully like took a heel turn
2: <laughs> I knew it was coming uh and I had offered, because when he saw it, it was with a friend of ours was in town and I was doing something else. So they went and saw it together without me. Um, And then I just never made it to theaters to see it, which I wasn't that upset about because I have, unlike you, uh, had seen a production of Cats because um, it is often done in high schools. And so we costumed it at least once. (laughs) So I definitely saw at least one high school production of Cats, which was my main experience with Cats, but.
0: Which explains why we have a full buster for Jones costume in the closet. Absolutely
2: not. Um but we do have a like a tiger bodysuit. That's tiger stripe bodysuit. Um, That's called the but, tiger. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, okay, I will give Cats 2019 this. It was incredibly the dancing, all of the dancers in it were phenomenal. It was incredibly well choreographed and the production design is really cool, but then it's like they didn't know how to shoot choreography. Yes. Or what to do with their really cool production design.
1: <laughs> it was choreographed by Andy Blankenbuehler, who also choreographed Hamilton, and the Cats revival a few years
0: ago.
2: Yeah, the, the choreography was phenomenal. It's just, like, not,
0: yeah, it's it's not shot,
2: shot for dance.
0: Yeah. yeah, when you can see it, it's great. Yeah, the,
1: a lot of the Cats movie is going, okay, it's not this person, this person, or this person's fault. It is like it's like it's not the cast's fault. It's not the dancing's fault. It's not the set designer's fault. It's Tom Hooper doing whatever else he decided to do. Yeah, it's, it's Tom fault. Hooper's fault. It's digital well, I mean, technology's
0: fault, as they killed it. I will I will stand up for Tom Hooper a little bit. He's done some good stuff. He yeah, he's done some good he's done some good if like very kind of like down the center uh like Oscar Beatty stuff. Like King's Speech is is fine. Um, and I even think Les Mis was like a valid... Or was a valiant effort at creating a, a, a modern musical film. Which I just don't think anyone's fully figured out how to do yet. Um, and some of the stuff that he's attempted I feel like is getting close. Like the live singing and stuff like that. But like... Tom Hooper also made some baffling choices on this movie <laughs> yeah I think Le is the
1: movie I think it works it's it, where it falls down for me is that it's shot in all these weird grimy close-ups which is kind of doesn't work for Le yeah see
2: that one I didn't see either
0: I like the live singing a lot like I really it. i I it's clearly lip synced uh singing has always bothered me because it looks like lo- so often it looks like the actor is struggling against a performance that they were locked into from you know weeks or months prior, mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to sometimes, uh, you know, rectify choices you made then with the choice that you're trying to make in the moment as an actor. Yeah. Um, and it just always when it like when it's bad, it's terrible. Uh, and even even when it's good, I'm just like, they why why haven't they just been recording this live? And I, I get why it would be a massive pain in the ass to do it. The, everything about the production of *Lame* Miz seemed like it would be a friggin' tech nightmare. But, like, that felt like the closest, like, okay, we're going to take a big swing at this and see if it works. Yeah. From that so movie. that one's fine. And then
1: he made a little film called Cats, and I think he should, uh, it, it, has, it, okay, it, it, does he have more projects planned? Or is he, like, Shambhala? because
2: anybody right now?
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, theoretically. Uh no idea. I get th- I get the sense that he has sort of emerged relatively unscathed. Okay.
1: Um Rebel Wilson should probably lay low for a while because oh
0: boy. Her and uh her and James Corden, they're actually bi- having
2: actually a very lovely time in her life right now. She spent quarantine, like focusing on her health, uh and a lot of she posted a bunch of new photos recently where people are like, oh, she lost so much weight. She looks so healthy. And she's like working on the body positivity movement and like new projects and stuff. Rebel Wilson's doing just fine.
0: <laughs> oh, fair. Um, she and Rebel Wilson sitting good, there with
2: all her money. OK, she's doing just fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, she had a good bit on the Oscars with James Corden where they were in just these really ratty looking uh, versions of their cats costumes. Uh, and they presented the award for best visual effects because who, if not the two of them, should know about the importance of good visual effects? Yeah, hmm.
2: yeah. His last directing credit is is Cats, and it does not say anything in production on his IMDb.
0: So, Alex, your what what were what were your four your four points? Or your four decisions that you uh, that you mentioned a few minutes ago? Full disclosure, I think it might be less than four. Because I always
1: say four, and then as I list them, I always get distracted by around three. So let's see if I actually have four. Um, sure.
0: One. Your three to four choices.
1: Yeah, my, two, my three-ish, four-ish. Um, your small
0: one, handful of choices.
1: Yes. Uh, my jellical choices, if you will. My, and I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, Making Macavity Magic works explains why he isn't there quote unquote and also uh gives there some kind of a drive of what why he's a problem making victoria from a non-speaking kind of basically interstitial segue ballet kind of dancer into a uh audience surrogate good choice um let's see uh not making the hot heavy side layer of hot air balloons not that's not a good one um (laughs)
0: It okay. should have been a UFO.
2: I think that I think that the um the Taylor Swift written song, not the one she performs, is a interesting attempt at giving cats any sort of narrative structure, but I don't think it works. It's a very pretty song.
0: Yeah. No, that song sucks shit.
2: Okay. Well a, I
0: like the playbook, it doesn't fit.
2: It just does. Yeah, it just doesn't fit with the rest of the, sh- the show. Yeah. yeah,
0: Lyrically, it feels so modern.
2: Lyrically, it yeah. feels so on the nose because it, it is he's using this one like three minute song to try and Herculeanly pull all of these things together and make it a story. Yeah, it's creating a whole backstory in two and a half minutes.
0: It also says a lot about just like Taylor, the strength of Taylor Swift's voice as a songwriter, because like that sounds like a Taylor Swift ass lyric.
1: Um, I remember my fourth choice. It's uh, giving them a reason why everyone hates Grisabella that she went with Mccavity because in the stage show everyone hates her for no discernible reason, and the actor has to like supply their own. This is like, oh, she was evil for a minute. You're like, oh, okay. So then it feels it it feels like there's more stakes.
0: Oh, I thought I think I thought the show had that. It was just kind of like, not no, very in the show there. they just don't like her because
2: she's weird and old.
0: Yeah, and covered in garbage. Well, I mean,
1: that. I mean, the argument speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think I remember watching that and going, oh, OK, that because it always drive, drove me nuts. I was like, why do they all hate Grizabella? She's as dirty as all the other cats look. I don't get why that she's the
0: outsider. It's because she it's because she she uh, makes snot when she sings. That's why they yeah. can't see her. She she gets real snotty in that number. Don't that you? that that is that is a Tom Hooper move that I I kind of don't particularly care for. Uh, that like oh we're just gonna make sure our actor gets real snotty and just keep it in close up. Honestly, it's the same thing that I I got genuinely a little upset to my stomach uh, watching the Hamilton movie when Jonathan Groff was just like marinating the stage. <laughs> yeah, that's a little much. Like oh uh, even just uh.
2: Yeah, well, you're when one of you can it, sing, when awful. one of you can sing like Jennifer Hudson or Jonathan Groff, then you can comment on what happens to their face when they're in the middle of a really emotional <laughs> thing.
0: Who says we can't? Me. How
1: do you know I'm not covered in snot right now?
2: I mean, I don't, but you're also not singing.
0: Aren't I? I dreamed a dream of... No, that way. Never mind that. Well, fuck. What's what's her song? Memory. Memories. Yeah, you went back to Les Mis again. <laughs> Um, apparently, apparently, Les Mis is the only musical I can pull immediately. Okay, um,
1: now Brandon, I, I feel we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that time. No, Les Mis. If we be Les Mis, if uh, we didn't talk about that time, I once called your voicemail and left the entirety of memory.
0: Yes, yes, we we we. Um, well, I feel like the the gesture speaks louder than anything we could say about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Are you? Do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, passing familiar, familiarity with like the the movie from the nineties? Yes. Uh, uh, I watched
1: it for the podcast, it's fun.
0: It it it's
1: fine. I I there are genuine moments that I I quite enjoy. Uh, I think again, cast is pretty. This is usually a show that is pretty well cast in all of its incarnations. That's fair. Um, it but it only now that I've seen the movie and the full stage show, which, you know, I saw the stage show first on online. Um, It cats. One of its fundamental flaws that no one seems to bring up in all the discussions of why it's bad. It's not built to be a movie. It's got no, it's got no, it's basically they are ostensibly cats. It's basically the magic homeless people variety hour. Pretty much. Oh, Totally. And I, a think been, of I think they've
0: been. I think they were open about the fact that it was really inspired by like, like English music hall shows and like vaudeville and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and so they they force a plot. And then the, what bothers me about the plot, quote unquote, of the stage show of Cats is Deuteronomy goes away for one song and then is back in the next song. So it's like, okay, you head-faked it a plot, and then you're like, no, it's fine. So that's and then right into shanks. So. <laughs> It's kind of, it's, it's sort of irritating, and I forgot what your question was.
3: That, <laughs> so that is the, back.
2: it was whether you had any familiarity with the yeah. earlier movie. Yes, I did. Speaking of, Brandon put, um, uh, on on the internet before we recorded this, if anybody had any questions, and one oh, and was that, um, them all up. oh, okay, I was gonna say, one that I think is important for us to talk about is, how big are the cats?
0: <laughs> They're as big as your imagination needs them to be. <laughs> That, that that question comes to us from uh, the great Asher Vollmer, past guest of the show uh, and creator of both Threes and Guildlings. Um, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to ask us the question about cats, Asher. Yes.
2: And <laughs> how big are the cats? How big are the cats, boys?
0: The cats are as big as you want them to be. Because
2: <laughs> it's very unclear based on the architecture surrounding them.
0: It really is. The cats honestly seem to operate by, like, the Roger Rabbit rule of, like, Roger Rabbit can get out of the handcuffs. He can't at any time, but he can whenever it's funny. Uh, The cats are as big as they need to be to be convenient for the shot or or to match with the set they built. Yeah, because
1: sometimes they're, like, mice and sometimes they're, like, monkeys. Like, it's wildly variants
0: yeah and and the fact that there are that there are other animals in this world that provide some sense of scale like like mice roach children yeah like the roach children uh or the the well the sexy roach dancers and then the mice children uh who are the like if a cat is human sized a a mouse in this world is like the size of my credit card um but they're supposed to be cat sized, so like does Tom Hooper think mice are microscopic? I would, I would, it would seem so. There's also that there's that moment during uh Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser, which is which is one of the like three sequences in this movie that does work from top to bottom, and we can talk about those later. Yeah. Um, there's a part where there's a, a dog is about to get into the room that they're in, and they wind up holding this door shut, and all I wanted. Was for the door to open and to just see what a dog was like in this world. I was thinking like, it would have a human face too. Yeah, or it's like nine feet tall. Or <gasps> what if it was I,
1: Andrew ever
0: Oh my! <laughs> like so, so that like it would be like his Stan Lee cameo,
1: <laughs> basically. Yes.
0: Oh my god! Um,
1: this would a weird choice of using the Mungo Jerry and Rumpel teaser from the British cast,
0: which is a not nearly as good song again. Why? I I I actually prefer this version of the song to the version from the show. Okay. Um I think it the version from the show works in the context of the show and especially works as like a very, you know, vaudevillian double act, you know, for as much as that's a song, it's it's more of a tumbling number in the show, mm-hmm. but like I like them as these sort of like it's this like slinky like sex crime. <laughs> Uh, that's that, wrong. Yeah, want to try that again? Slinky sex crime. It's a it's a it's a slinky sexual B E. I I think you were right the first time. I think I might have been right. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's like Ocean's Eleven if it was also a song and also you weren't sure if uh George Clooney and Julia Roberts were siblings or fucking. yeah, or both. Yeah, um. So I think the main problem with this movie
1: is... And I think I, I don't know if this is true, but I this is what I think might have happened. I think this might have been one of those kind of George Lucas situations, like when he made the prequels, which is technically what they're doing is pushing the boundaries of technology, but when you finally see it, it's horrifying and disgusting to look at. But no one wanted to tell him, like, oh, yeah, I know this is like a technological
0: achievement, but... Um, Burn it, like, so... Fair, but at least Jar Jar was fully rendered before they released yeah, it. Yeah, I was
2: gonna say, how much of a technological uh, advancement could it be considering they released it with it unrendered?
0: Yes, well, yeah. they ran out of time. Is
1: that the, I, I saw the version, so I saw it on opening day. Um, you saw
0: version 1.0. Yeah. So did you,
1: Brendan. I did, yeah. There were mistakes in it that I didn't notice until I saw it the second time and thankfully also got the mistakes cut where there's like you can see Judy Gench's human hands in her wedding ring cuz they were working on it until the night before they put it out and they just i I don't think cats was finished as much as it was fuck it
0: yeah cats wasn't finished it was just done
1: yes we stopped making cats we didn't yeah we didn't stopped making cats, making
2: cats. <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't talk about this when we were talking about plot but one other thing that i think i mean to his credit as a director, I think that, again, he, he really, really tried to give this thing a plot. Yeah. And, and I do applaud him for that because he did it even down to small details. Like, one of the things I noticed that Brandon hadn't noticed when we were watching it is when, um, uh, when What's-His-Fuck, the old guy is doing his thing.
0: That would be Gus, the theater guy. yeah. yeah. When it, Gus which is, is short his... for Asparagus, but in this case, it's just Gus.
2: Okay. So when Gus is on stage... Wizard, you shall
0: not pass! Okay, I'm done. Okay, I'm done.
2: When Gus is on stage doing his act, and the next quote-unquote act up in the, you know, story structure of this being like a talent show is Shanks. In one shot where you see him, you can see Shanks like, stretching and getting ready backstage.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's such a good little touch. <laughs> like it's,
2: it's such a minor thing that he like that he thought, like, you know what? If we're gonna try and force a plot into this, I might as well try and force
0: it in everywhere. <laughs> and especially because the the transition from Gus to Skimbleshanks is just Judy Jump going and now, up next, Skimbleshanks!
1: <laughs> yep. Just the fact that we all got to, we finally got to see Sir Ian McKellen who's played Hamlet, Macbeth and Magneto, lick out of a saucer of milk
0: and then, like, would twizzle his own ears we, we finally got that if you'd seen his waiting for godot with patrick stewart he did that there as well oh okay yeah i mean that's what happens when great art is uh, confined to broadway like most people just don't get to see it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all you got um trying to think of what my next point was
1: can we can we for anyone who hasn't seen this movie or seen the trailer can we can we explain the about at best approximately what quality of cgi we're we're talking about because the best i can think of it is like cat suits that are badly drawn on faces that seem to not move with the rest of the head and uh dancing dancing dancing
2: imagine the instagram Cat's filter. Ugh. Like Snapchat had a cat's filter, so it's that thing where you just gotta kind of try and keep it with your face.
0: <laughs> or like a particularly unstable monster factory build. Oh, it's ve- this movie's very
1: monster factory. Oh yeah, like
0: that. Okay. So what to you? We've been we spent most of this discussion talking about like what's weird and wild, <laughs> and yeah, why this movie doesn't work what about it to you is 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 appealing because like i like like yeah we're we're goofing on cats it's easy as hell to goof on cats 2019 because at the end of the day it's cats 2019 yeah. but at the same time like i i don't i don't want this to come off like we're just like ironically dumping on this thing cuz like i do legitimately love this movie uh i mean i do but just because it's the
1: best comedy of the last 1000 years <laughs> i'm i i do not have a whole lot Fair- of about this movie other than that it is so bad that it fills me with such childlike
0: joy of all the bad cinematic choices (laughs) um but i guess what 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 do you like about it what do you think about it works like what do you think about it is because like there has to be something to it that that does kind of have some appeal outside of Um, it's a mess
1: yeah uh, like i said i think the cast is uh is good i think the set design is cool. Like, the world of Cats is done very well. Makes it a little baffling that half the time they're just in this rickety old theater when they can do much, much better. But, you know, it looks... It could be hard. in a rickety old street.
0: Yeah. Or buy some rickety old trash
1: cans. Exactly. Uh, so many rickety options for this. Um, the choreography is good. The I it's, it's weird to explain because, like, there is a sense of wonder about this movie where I can kind of see through Tom Hooper's eyes, what he was trying to expand on Cats to give it that, like, you know, because Cats is a, it's such a weird singular niche property where it's it's a show, it's a dance show about talking cats who have their own little weird culture.
0: Based on some weird poems.
1: Yeah, which is also supernatural. There is magic, legit magic in the Cats world. And I do kind of think that's really fun. Like, they've all got these strange names They've got a naming ceremony where you can't know what their real name is like this I do love how thoroughly Katz world bills um even in the Broadway show um I just think it ended up as this twizzling tornado of horror <laughs> and I, I love that what are,
0: what are the, what are the aspects of a twizzling tornado it's constantly moving ah, it's it's and it's made
1: of uh, red chewy candy uh pretty much, but it's really badly CGI chewy candy. <laughs> that is multiple. Like they, fi- they finished as much of the chewy candy as they could. Yeah, we didn't just put we it we out.
0: Didn't, we didn't finish the Twizzler tornado. We stopped. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's that's maybe the best way to put it. They didn't finish making cats, they stopped making cats. Yes. Um if if you had to are there any other musicals that kind of scratch the same itch for you? Or like if, if someone were to see Cats and think, you know, this awakens something in me um, and they wanted to maybe take some next steps in musical theater, what would you recommend? Well, first of all, if we're going to say well, I almost you know, I,
1: I, this movie obviously is a musical. Um, but I think I don't think of this as like, oh, if you want to watch a musical movie, watch Cats. I think of this as like, hey, are you bored of watching The Room? We'll step right up to Cats, because it's going to scratch that same itch. Now, if someone legitimately thought, okay, I like the music in this, I'd say Watch Evita, because honestly, that is a decent uh, movie. And the Jesus Christ Superstar movie isn't great, but some of the cast is pretty good, too, and that's another Andrew Lloyd Webber, and that is my favorite Webber show, but I feel the concept album and uh, Broadway musical is far better than the movie Jesus Christ Superstar, but a lot of the cast is the same, so you can hear some pretty cool singing. In yeah, them.
0: the movie is, is kind of like weirdly mumblecore.
1: Yeah. It it doesn't quite match. it. it the, my, my thing with the movie is they lower the instrumentation track so much that it just sounds like they're talking in a weird, unpleasant rhythm. And like, it doesn't work. Like in a I windy be, desert. Yeah. But, but like, again, a lot of the cast is pretty good. The guy playing Judas is
0: excellent. I'm, I'm very, I've always been partial to the... Alice Cooper version of King Herod's song from the uh, John Legend uh, live TV version. That version is really good. I yeah. love that. That's so much
2: I didn't see that version, but I did, I, this is a quick, it's a side note, I didn't see that version, but I did see a, um. A, Tissy, uh, Chrissy Teigen has a delightful it's uh, Twitter presence, and she tweeted a video once of her just, like, rolling her eyes while she was just like, I can't believe he's making me watch this, and he was like, look, babe, 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 here it comes Jesus, babe, <laughs> and she was just like, Jesus Christ, fucking stop.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
2: Which is, like, perfect. I love when you get, like, perfect husband-wife video. <laughs> such oh, as her yeah. being like, I cannot believe he's making me watch this.
0: <laughs> I I tend to like Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, uh, when he's in the mode of, like, King Herod's song or, like, for Jones. Where it's just like, here's a vaudeville song about a, a high society guy who's bad or goofy. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm more
1: of a... Like, my favorite Weber songs are mostly in Superstar. Like, Heaven on Their Minds is probably one of my three favorite songs ever written. And that's just, like, banging, like, almost metal riff while Judas is laying out his case for why he's not the bad guy of the Bible. Or, like, um, I forget if it's called Pilot Song or whatever it is, but it's uh, When Jesus is on Trial. It's it's also basically the same as The Overture, just without uh, lyrics. Because someone once pointed out to me, and now I can't unhear it. Andrew Lloyd Webber doesn't write overtures. He just takes the lyrics out of one of his songs and starts the show with it.
0: Isn't that kind of what an overture is supposed to be though?
1: No. <laughs> it's supposed to be a mishmash of all the songs.
0: Oh, I suppose that's true.
1: But his is always like, "Oh, this is just that song that's
0: later." And now I won't say I won't complaining about it because it's often really really cool. What's the most grating melody I've written over the next 2 hours? Let's put it first thing. No. I, it is my sincere belief that
1: cats opens wrong. It shouldn't open with da 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 it should open with like and work up to something like that. But it opens with the most jarring melody and I'm just like, oh, wrong choice up top, buddy.
0: I, I'm I'm gonna push back on that one. I think that's actually exactly the right choice for a show that's so weird and so like tonally dissonant and all over the place. I think it's I think it's really sharp to have started with like Here's, here's some, just, here's all the tritones I have. <laughs> my, uh, my band, uh, one of the things we will often do to try to, uh, amuse ourselves on stage is, like, sing bits of other songs To or, be like... clear,
2: by we, he means him.
0: Okay, they, the other, the other members started doing it eventually, too. Um, just, like, doing, like, jokes and stuff, like, during songs, and we played a gig, the day after Cats came out, and we had all seen Cats, um, and we were playing at this weird all-ages co-op space in, like, Alhambra behind a 7-Eleven, and uh, the... I was not
2: allowed to bring beer
0: in. No. The, uh, the PA system, the vocals just didn't work, really. It was just a feedback mess. So I started the show by playing... and then over the course of the of our 45 minute set played that melody i think 7 times um and in at least three different guitar solos wow um or like when we did uh, i I've, I've definitely told this story on the sh- the show before but where else but why it should exist in the cats episode when we were doing the anniversary show uh, at the pack last year, I was in charge of putting together the the band and the middle chunk of that show was like a fake awards show. And when the first act was being announced, um, our, our piano player uh, Barton started playing memory. So I, I jumped in uh, on the melody of it with my guitar. And then I leaned over to him and said, let's, it, let's play that for every act For the next hour um, And he was like okay alright And then I texted the drummer Hey let's do this And he said lol okay And so we did it And then I think two times later When we started I got a text from Beth in the audience that just said Fuck you in all caps And I knew I'd done my job as band leader Yep mm-hmm.
1: Memory is a great song That doesn't quite fit in cats. It narratively fits nope. in cats, but there's nothing cats about the song it's, Memory. It's
2: such a Okay, I will say like and you guys will probably disagree with this, but I think it's it's just weird cuz it's a better song than any of the other songs in the show.
0: Okay, shut your mouth. I will not disagree with
2: that. But like as no, it's like, just right. like a song, like it's a better song. <laughs> like
0: Yeah, it's from uh, a completely different show. Um and also the mix of it in the film was just dreadful. Yeah, because, again, Tom Hooper's Hooper,
1: snotty solos, like, there's a limit where there's an Icarus level of flying too close to the sun when you have that much snot in your vocal, because they put it out as a single, and she's not all snotty. She's clearly upset, But and it works. And then the movie, she's like, <laughs> it's like,
0: whoa! They probably recorded a studio version of it I would imagine to release as a single cuz I I'm under the impression that a lot of the vocal, lead vocals at least were recorded on set. Oh, he did it again? I didn't know he did that. I I think I don't think they did it to the degree that they did in Lay Mis, but I I think there was definitely like like I've seen footage of James Corden like Defos like singing live. Okay. Um so <sighs> top 3 cats top three Cats songs. These do not have to be the same. Okay. Monkus a
1: um, Mr. Mistopheles and Old Deuteronomy, uh, Memory, um, Jellicle Cats, and um, what's my third one? And probably Mr. Mistoffelees, because it sounds like a 72 song, or like a kink song to me. Same question, but, or same same cats, marry, fuck, kill. Um, okay. I would, hmm, I would like, marry Mr. Mistopheles, I would fuck Monka Strap, and I would
0: kill old Deuteronomy because she's just going to come back again. Oh, that's fair. She has lived many lives in succession. Yeah. Um, I think m- mine are Skimbleshank's Bustafer Jones and uh, Rumple teaser. And actually my answers are the same. <laughs> Think, thinking about it. Um, I would uh, marry Bustafer Jones because that dude has money. I would fuck Skimbleshanks, and I would uh, have to sadly have Rumple teaser put down. <laughs> uh, Beth, same question.
2: Fuck all of these songs.
0: Okay, but you can only fuck one of them. You have to marry one and kill <laughs> kill another one.
2: Um, I don't even remember all of them because I think I've just blocked it out of my memory. Um,
0: um <laughs> Is this I what they memory... sound like during the sports episodes?
2: I, I guess memory is fine. Um, so I guess... The one I've heard the most is "Skimble Shanks" because you walk around the house singing it. Um, That's true. Look, y'all, I just <laughs> Andrew Littleweather just it's like he's better than Sondheim, I guess. What?
0: <laughs> no, I think I gotta side with Beth on this one. I'm not. I do not. I'm not a Sondheim stan. I am. I do not enjoy. If there's any show that I hate more than Cats, it's Into the Woods. <laughs> Was West Side Story Sondheim? Because West Side Story slaps. No, but otherwise, we do not care for time. no, West Side Story was not Sondheim. You wrote the lyrics. Okay, but that's, that's what I not. But that's not. The music not, was Bernstein. But
2: tonally, I could hear <laughs> yes. you yelling
0: through the door
2: <laughs> because you tried to put. Because you tried to put fucking no. Well, Sondheim did write the lyrics, but that's not
0: what you meant. <laughs> you confuse Leonard Bernstein. No, no, I, no, I, 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 knew, I knew it was lyrics by Sondheim and music by Bernstein, um, or Bernstein, um, but I, I, I feel like that still counts as part of the uh, Sondheim canon. It's not pure not in uncut the same Sondheim. Way. Yeah, not no, you're right. It's not pure way. uncut Sondheim, which fucking not sucks the Sondheim shit, bullshit but... that
2: I don't care about. Not the Sondheim bullshit that I can fucking live without.
0: You, you heard it here first on Intuit Pot, folks. Sondheim sucks shit. Back to the Future 2 sucks shit. And then whatever thing I said sucks shit earlier in the show all sucks shit.
2: I don't know. I mean, per usual, my bias against, uh, unshockingly, per every musical, my bias against this musical has to do with my doing it. So, you know.
1: Cool. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to Sunday in the Park with George and be happy for a while.
2: I did a touring children's production of Into the Woods Jr., which is only the first act.
0: That does sound insufferable.
2: It's not great.
0: Sounds like about 90 minutes to me.
1: Did you know that Into the Woods has a higher body count than Pulp Fiction? I've counted.
2: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Whoa. That does not surprise me.
0: I was surprised to find out that Uncut Gems only has the fourth most fucks in a movie. Hmm.
2: Hmm. And did you look up what the other three are? You're just gonna leave us here.
0: No, I just I just saw the, the I just saw Uncle Jim's and was like, oh, good for him. What? Yeah, Uncle Jim's, the Adam Sandler character from the film <laughs> Uncle Jim's. <laughs>
2: the fuck is what is <laughs> happening in
0: this episode? How long have we been taping? Can we stop yet? Uh, nearly an hour. Oh, and that Jesus. was after I forgot to I forgot to record my own track for the first few minutes.
2: Oh, cool, fun, good, glad, good thing we're on Zencaster.
0: Ah, we are, uh, we're having, having a fun time here on the old Intuit pod. Um, before we wrap up, uh, as I, as we said earlier, I opened the floor to questions.
2: It's the Wolf of Wall Street. According to Wikipedia, the word fuck is used 506 times in the Wolf of Wall Street's 180 minute running time.
0: Honestly, Cats is a better film than Wolf of Wall Street.
2: Previously, the record had been held by, uh, Spike Lee's Summer of Sam.
0: Oh, I love it when a when a uh, the record holding movie is a boring movie that no one really cares about. <laughs> um, but speaking of boring movies that people don't really care about, before we uh, recorded, I opened up the floor to questions from uh, past guests and friends of the show and online randos uh, about cats, and I will read them now, unedited.
2: In fairness, Uncut Gems is the second. Is, is number two. It is number four overall. But numbers one and two are are um nonfiction.
0: What are number one and two?
2: Swearnet the movie, or actually, that one is not. Number one is Swearnet the movie, a two thousand fourteen Canadian comedy film directed by Warren P. Sonata, and the second one is Fuck, a documentary on the word.
0: Oh that 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 makes sense. So 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 really those win on technicalities. Yeah. They 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 no match for old uncle Jim's.
2: So it's just so that would be two then.
0: Our uh, our first question about cats comes from Tyler McCall, the editor of fashionista.com. Her question is how dare you.
2: Yeah, I mean how dare you Tom Hooper.
0: Thank thank you for your taking time out of your day to ask a question about cats. Time you can never get back. Our next question comes from uh, previous guest and reigning champion Frankie Starker. Why did Rebel Wilson unzip her cat skin to reveal a sexy cat costume in the Golden Globe nominated film Cats 2019?
2: Unclear.
1: Because in the show, she unzips and she's supposed to be really skinny, but Rebel Wilson just had shinier clothes underneath. Is Is that
2: what the bit is supposed to be? Yes, Yes, that is what the bit is supposed to be.
1: And then she does a, she tap dances her brains out and then they make a joke in Cats 2019 about how she can't
0: tap dance in it. Oh boy. Oh, huh. That sounds even more grim than that scene in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, I think the moment uh, of logic in the movie that, that truly broke my brain. Not when she unzipped and revealed the second, uh, the shiny sparkly vest, it was when she used it again later to get out of being tied up where yeah, I was just was like, upsetting. what the fuck?
2: There were a lot of things. There were a lot of upsetting things on that boat. Everything that happened on that boat was deeply upsetting.
0: <laughs> Though that does have one of my favorite moments in the movie when the uh, the tough guy, cat, whose name I can't remember. Growl Tiger. S- Growl Tiger sings like two lines and calls it a song. That was so funny.
2: Even when we were watching it, remember I noticed there was one shot where he's just like awkwardly hovering in the background and they like hadn't finished his CGI so he's like just a
0: face. Oh yeah, there was that and and that was the same where they had that Kristen Shaw looking woman who looks like she's a skunk.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Wearing this like
0: weird
1: blue beret. Yeah. Uh, Do you guys want to know why they cut so much of Growl Tiger's song?
2: Because he 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 couldn't sing.
1: sing? Because the rest of it is wildly racist. That's my It's all about Siamese cats who are basically 30s stereotypes uh, killing Growl Tiger and his lover on a boat. Oh, okay. Wow.
2: Grey lady, I'm assuming.
1: Uh, Yes. She may have escaped, but they have a whole love song while they're being stalked by these stereotypical uh, Siamese cats. And it is, hoo boy. It was the 30s when this was written.
0: Have you ever... Have you ever heard uh Andrew uh, not Andrew Lidwell, uh, TS Eliot's readings of the old Possum's Book of Practical Cats because they are weird as hell. <laughs> it's just it's just him and he sounds exactly like you think TS Eliot would sound just
3: going like there's a whisper down the line at 11:39 when the night mail's ready to depart saying Skimble where is Skimble has he gone to hunt the thimble we must find him or the train can't start all the guards and all the porters and the station master's daughters—they are searching high and low, saying, "Skimble, where is Skimble?" For unless he's very nimble, then the night mail just can't go. Mustafa Jones is not skin and
0: bones. In fact, he's remarkably fat. Skimble Shanks, the railway cat, the cat of the railway train. There's a whisper down the line at eleven forty-nine when the night mail's ready to depart. It's so fucking weird. And the version on Spotify was re- clearly recorded from vinyl because there's a skip in it.
3: Bustover Jones is not skin and bones. In fact, he's remarkable and haunt pubs.
0: All right, what are some more questions? Let's go. Um, and then
3: our, our, our final uh,
0: cat's query, unless any have come in over the next few minutes. They have not. Our final cat's query from a uh, friend of the show uh, and country superstar Poo Poo Will Morgan, uh, creator of uh, the award-winning track Deep in the Fart of Texas. Uh, he asks us, what color is skimble shanks? Railway. Exactly.
2: Yeah, well, you answered wrong the first time.
0: That's true. Uh, sure. Yeah, he's. you're right. Yeah, I said he was orange. <laughs> um. Thank you, Poopoo Will Morgan, for taking time out of your one life on this earth to ask us a question about Cats 2019. Now, if any of these people who've written in... We've taken almost
2: relatives. an hour out of our one life on this earth to fucking talk about it.
0: We sure have, and I, I've taken almost four out of my one life on this earth to watch cats 2019 to completion twice during quarantine. <sighs> it's
2: the t- completion my that best makes it life. disgusting. No other movie, if <laughs> movie, you said to completion, would it just sound disgusting? <laughs> but when you talk about watching cats to completion, it just sounds gross.
0: You know, that, that actually is the one thing we didn't talk about. Uh, well, we did not we're, talk we're about right. how horny these cats are. Yes, and I yeah, here's,
1: you're
2: all here's, so
1: I think that the reason why that what puts this over the edge to be the horniest movie of all time is the tails. They're always erect and ready for business and they're basically boners.
0: Oh yeah, they're flying.
1: They're flying and always pointing directly at the sky and
0: twitchy. They're like, <laughs> Anytime it cuts to a close-up of of someone, they look like they're just seconds away from taking a hot, steamy one just right in the face. And it's really... The first couple times, it's like, what? But then as it just keeps going, you're like, oh, this is going to be the whole movie. Like, this whole... Like, all of these cats are in the... Like, a minute away from the end of a porno scene and not the last 15 seconds. Yeah,
2: as someone who actually owns cats... Whoever animated this movie has no concept of how cats move. <laughs>
1: no. Oh, I forgot to tell you. There was a cat advisor on set who advised people how to be more cat-like. That's a thing I can
0: never unknow. <laughs> well, they clearly did a really, really bad job. Yep. They
2: did it bad. Also, I know I have a lot of shit to say about this movie, but um, I mean, I kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning when I was talking about the choreography, but like, as much as I have a lot of shit to say about this movie, I would like to like give a huge, huge props to um both the, the girl who played Victoria and any of the ensemble cats, because they that that was fucking good choreography. The guy who who basically works as our narrator, Monkestrap, he fucking kills it. He has a beautiful voice, he's a wonderful dancer, like
0: the twins are the great. The
2: twins are really good. Like these are all incredibly talented performers in a really weird movie. <laughs>
0: yeah that like when when it when it ever just takes the time to just settle the fuck down um except for the last
2: song which settles so far that it's like feels like it's 30 minutes long and you're just like jesus christ judy dench none of these things (sighs) are a cat
0: oh yeah where the so in case you didn't uh watch the film to completion as we all have um (laughs) at the very yeah. Well, the movie does climax, and then <laughs> when it should be over, Judy Dench turns to the camera and, and takes twenty minutes to uh, extol upon us the uh, qualities of a cat, as if we hadn't just spent two hours watching them. The first of which is a cat is not a dog. Yep.
2: Yeah, it's it's wild.
0: And I think that was when uh, my theater. Um, and actually, I, I saw this with a uh, previous guests of the show, uh, Frankie Starker, and I think Z would uh, back me up on this. That was when our audience lost their fucking mind.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: like, there had been some laughter earlier, but, like, once Judy Dench turned to the camera and then it just randomly cuts away to Jennifer Hudson still in the balloon, everyone, just any pretense of we are not going to be laughing at the pure absurdity of this was out the window. Yeah.
2: Jennifer Hudson still at the balloon and the worst shift in perspective in the entire movie as as um fucking macavity yeah. falls from the sky towards the statue Ineffable.
0: yep yeah um so yeah um unless there are any other uh uh table scraps uh in in ray cats 2019 um that we haven't covered god it's, there's there's both so much and not enough <sighs> Yeah, which is, I think, maybe the whole the, maybe the whole thing of Cats 2019 <laughs> and having have, the fact that this movie came out the same day as Star Wars and that honestly, most of the people in my life saw both Star Wars and then Cats the next day. Um, that was a lot of movie back to back. I'm not sure if either of them were good movies, but they were both a lot of movie. They were both a lot of movie, yeah. And like
1: we established, I saw it just by chance, and then I don't regret it. I saw Cats first.
0: Yeah, no, I think th- I honestly think you made the right decision I because I- I-, I I do prefer Cats twenty nineteen to uh, Rise of Skywalker.
1: Me too, for probably different reasons, but yes,
0: Pro- probably. Um. So yeah, uh, Alex, thank you as always. For making the jellical choice to spend your afternoon with us talking about uh, the fucking horniest movie that's ever been made. Yeah. Sorry, Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water ain't got nothing on these cats. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: it turns out. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it turns out. Jokes on all of us. Tom Hooper was like, I see what you're doing, Guillermo, and uh, I'll raise you some cats.
2: I was, so also, I just want to note that because when I went and looked at Tom Hooper's IMDb page briefly, there's Les Mis, and then a couple years later, there's the Danish Girl, and then there's, like, a bunch of Capital One commercials, (laughs) and then Cats. That's all he did between (laughs) Les Mis, Danish Girl, and Cats.
0: He was really just saving up all his, like... True and pure creative fluids for cats. So, we could, bring cats to, so we could bring cats to completion.
1: So we were saying it's a
0: refractory
1: cat period.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, cool. If anybody wants to find you on the internet, Alex. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I think the next couple years are still going to be the refractory period for Cats 2019. <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ
1: oh well
0: i can be found on why Twitter. do i
2: agree to do shows with you two <laughs> the other day when when we weren't sure brandon was like i could just do it with him by myself and i was like no you need a third person there so you guys don't get off on too many tangents but now i regret it i should have just let False. you do this episode on your own
0: turns out you couldn't stop us
2: i didn't try very hard
0: no that's fair i, I honestly w- wouldn't have been surprised if you were in a fugue state for most of this uh, recording.
2: Well, I don't have my switch in here, so I wasn't on Stardew Valley for most of this recording, as I was for several others.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Alex, uh, where if people wanted to find you, where could they find you? you well, know, as I was saying, um, I can be found oh, on know. Twitter at
1: <laughs> R- no. uh, Twitter at what are you, Buster for Jones? Oh, I'm not skin and bones. Uh, I can be found not on after Twitter.
2: quarantine. I'm not.
1: Twitter at afosella a f o s s e l l a.
2: Now you know uh, how I feel all the time on this show.
1: <laughs> or at Broadway Baby Pod. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, as always, I can be found at Hell Yes Brandon uh, all across the internet. Uh, I've got a new video up on uh, Facebook and, and Instagram TV. From we have the no recent. idea when we're gonna put this up, babe. Oh, that's true. Um... Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna plug. Probably Happy Sappy Grown Up Hours. Yeah, use a is, perennial. Is doing a monthly show. Uh, got ink blot shit on SoundCloud or on YouTube. Uh, I got got my music shit on SoundCloud. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> All
2: right. You can find me on the internet at scores with an underscore at the end. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at, at @intuitpod and on Instagram by following the hashtag #intuitpod. We're also on Facebook, as I think you'd be into it. Thank you, as always, to Kaelin West and Tiny Stills for the use of our theme song. Uh, starting over is a lot like giving up off the album Falling is like flying. That's what I got.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's about uh, about a show. So. Before we end, in case your memory Alpod, I think you do. in. Alpod is not a dog.
2: Wait, there he is. I'm getting the boy to play us out.
0: (laughs) Oh. Yep, he's very much not a dog.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. that good stuff. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Uh, yeah, cats are not dogs. Podcast
3: over. for <laughs> Jones is the cat about town. Skimble Shanks, the railway cat. Magical Mr. Mistopoli.